Welcome to Let's Talk About Sex, Jamie. I am Jamie, and on today's episode, we are talking to Holly Sheeling about some fat shaming comments that she has received on social media and how she kind of deals with that these days and what she thinks about the people that leave those kinds of comments. <laughs> um, and we also chat to Peaches about her family and their reaction to her being on OnlyFans and working in that side of uh, the sex working world. So yeah, super interesting. Um, I love chatting to these two. I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. Let us know if you did on the Instagram, on the Twitter, all that stuff. Uh, tell your friends about this, leave a review, uh, help us out, you know, spread the word, all that shit. And yeah, hope to hear from you soon. Uh, enjoy the episode. Love you, bye. Hey, Holly. Hey, Jamie. How's it going? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited to talk to you. Uh, I reached out reached out to you a few days ago, um, mainly referring to a um, Instagram post of yours, which was you uh, looking great, uh, surrounded by a bunch of negative comments, <laughs> uh, horrible comments that have been left on your Instagram. Um, yeah. So yeah, I want to kind of chat about that. What was that all about? Yeah, so it's not like an original idea of mine. Um, I've definitely seen other people do it. And I just, I luckily in my experience with my Instagram, haven't received a ton of terrible things. I've seen, you know, accounts even smaller than mine that get a lot more um, than I do. That's probably partially because I'm still in a privileged body. You know, I'm so, I'm bigger, but um, it's still you know, within what's seen as like, okay, or normal, right. unfortunately. I'm learning this terminology now, passably fat. Would you say it's that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I've been hearing that term for a while. Yeah. In some people's category of fat. And then for a lot of people, I'm, I'm like, oh no, you're thin passing. So it's kind of a confusing place to be. Um, mm. But it's where I reside. <laughs> But yeah, no, I I just thought it'd be kind of fun because, you know, <laughs> in my in my experience with my Instagram, luckily I've I've grown a lot like personally, so those comments when I first started it started it would have would have hit me a lot harder. Um, but now yeah. I just think it's kind of kind of funny. Um because like who has time to just sit on the internet <laughs> and like I want some of that time. Like donate it to me. Yeah. Because it's it's just kind of odd to me that people feel the need to just be hateful on the internet um yeah yeah i yeah i agree i think and i think kind of highlighting this is super important when we're talking about things like you know body positivity and just and you know even just something as simple as like putting parts of yourself out there online um Mm -hmm. i think it's super important to kind of yeah highlight the the kind of really dark side of the internet um and what kind of thoughts people put out there on them um, so one I kind of wanted to read on this picture that you put out. Um, someone's commented on a photo of you. I don't know if you know what photos these came from, but your um, your Instagram is covered in just like basically hot revealing pictures of you. Uh, so I think it's fair to assume it came from one of those. <laughs> um, and one of the comments that you highlighted uh, says, you want to know what's privilege, having access to enough food to get that big. 
which is such a strange concept. It was, it was just in the fact that like someone's seen a picture of you and that's their first thought, you know? Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think. I think it was just a, you know, a common picture, me sitting there, my belly rolls chilling. <laughs> um, and yeah, they, I, it's it's weird to me that that is like the automatic like oh like why would she have access to enough food you know like yeah i do have that privilege like you know some people don't have the privilege to eat when they need to eat and a lot of people don't you know they don't have access to all they all they need to to live so mm-hmm. yeah i'm definitely privileged in that sense um but i think rather than coming onto my picture being like you know you have privilege because you're able to get that fat mm. it'd be oh why don't other people have basic human privileges mm. why you know why have what you need in life so and i responded something of the sorts back to yeah. them that was at the end of it but it's it's odd that people feel the need to attack a specific person rather than like maybe attacking the issue as a whole um yeah yeah definitely it kind of it kind of suggests that it's stemming from something else and especially with your account that's kind of sort of sexualized a bit um it kind of suggests that there's more going on right um because it's no it's no new thing that you know women who are sexualized and open about it in on the internet you know get abuse and negative comments stuff that's nothing new um but uh yeah i guess like it, it kind of it makes you want to think like what kind of people these are and what they hope to achieve with these comments and is is it kind of like a you know are they trying to sort of bring bring people down a peg or two because of their like you know willingness to share their bodies online you know yeah and i see a lot with both me and other people um you know, people assume, you know, if you're putting your life out online, if you're putting yourself out online, then you deserve whatever's coming to you mm-hmm. to real life. It's like, oh, if you go exist in the world, if you go to your job, if you live in a fat body, then you just deserve the abuse that's coming to you. And it's like, how does, how, how does that work? How does that make sense in your head? So, and I, and I do think a lot of people that feel the need to come on and, and say hurtful things, it's, it's it's about them it's about something within them um mm. and i you know and i you know i try to be subjective in in what i post about um and thinking you know like you know could this be hurtful for someone mm. um and i think you know sometimes it is good to be a little bit triggered by posts because it kind of makes you think about like what was triggering about that and you know was it really that person themselves or is it the issue they're talking about and why do i feel like that and so i think a lot of times you know, when people, you know, when they say hateful things, the only thing I'll respond back to is like, I'm sorry that you feel that way. I'm sorry for mm. whatever it is that hurt you that made you feel like this is the best route to <laughs> feeling better. Probably not because like, you know, it doesn't hurt me any. So you're just wasting your time. Yeah. And again, who has the time? I'm like, who has all this time to <laughs> yeah. be like, you're so fat. Like, okay, you're not the first to tell me. So yeah, well, that's, that's one thing. That's something I kind of want to touch on is that you mentioned that, um, like a few years back receiving comments like that would have, would have really hurt you. Right. Absolutely. Um, and you've, you've developed like, you know, the ability to kind of deal with it and not be too upset by it. Is that through kind of strength of will or is it through just getting so many comments like that, that you've had to? Um, I think it's more so like the work I've done on myself. Um, okay. I mean, I'm a very like, sensitive empathetic person and so a lot of times i'll just you know take things on that aren't even mine to take on um and so especially when i get comments like that i always like go to like okay this is like a personal attack 
And then I'm able to step outside of it and say, mm. it's just like, you know, anybody can get hate on the internet. I'm like, you know, it's not special for me to be told I'm fat. It's not special. You know, it happens all the time, unfortunately. Mm. And so I just kind of am able to remove myself and say, this really isn't truly about me. It's about something going on with them or, you know, whatever my stretch marks and fat did to them really hit something and right. so you know there's whatever reason i don't know what it is i can't fix it for them all i can do is respond mm. nicely and not give them what they want because you know who really does that just to you know not get a reaction of some sort and i feel like you're expecting a result out of it so i always just try to be as kind as possible and move along um it's quite it's, a superpower you have there i think it's 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 taken its time it's taken a lot <laughs> yeah it's a learned superpower yeah <laughs> yeah i've had my instagram for i think over three years now so it's been it's been a, a journey <laughs> a yeah, journey of growth yeah. Mm, yeah for sure yeah i um semi-related i i've i've had experience with um getting therapy for anger management many many years ago and the one thing i learned from that and that stuck with me is uh that anger is a secondary emotion and um, so you see this, like there's this, there's this um, sort of uh, illustration that you you can find a load of different versions of where it's basically a, a giant iceberg and anger is the thing that's showing. And the thing underneath is the water level is like, you know, uh, paranoia, self-hate, sadness, loneliness, all that stuff. And it's just like all these things kind of, they, the way that we present them to the world is anger because it puts us into like a, a plate, like a, a powerful position. You know, it's hard, to, it's hard to feel weak if you're the scary one and the loudest one in the room. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, and it kind of makes me think about this. This, you know, I kind of related to this quite a lot uh, because, yeah, if they if they are feeling triggered by something, you know, maybe they have insecurities about their body or you know something. It could be anything. Um, attacking you puts them back into a position of power, um, which makes them feel a bit better. Maybe I doubt it. Don't see how, but like it might make them feel a bit better, you know, through attacking you, which is you know sad. Yeah. Yeah, well, and it's, you know, if it does trigger something, whether they can recognize it or not, you know, that, like you said, that feeling comes up and if they're not able to really process it and handle it, then just turns into that anger, like you said, and then they feel the need to let people know they're angry. And <laughs> like, I'm waiting for the day for them to comment on my picture and let me know how they feel. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, there was, there was one uh, part of another comment that I wanted to go over as well. Um Fat isn't cute and encouraging people to be unhealthy shouldn't be praised, which I thought was interesting because you encouraging people to be unhealthy doesn't quite feel like it's the truth <laughs> based on no. the posts that I've seen of yours. I wouldn't believe so. I think um, society just has kind of created the mentality that being thin is the same as being healthy and being fat is the same as being unhealthy, which is mm -hmm. just super unrealistic. Mm -hmm. Um like the amount of not like just socioeconomic factors that go into that kind of stuff, but like just health, like, you know, different disorders, different medical conditions, so many different things can play a part and to mm. just think food consumption or lack of food consumption and exercise and lack of exercise are the only two things that make a difference. Mm. And I think, and I think females, especially that was a, a female. I remember that commented on that. Right. Um, and I just, you know, and I, at the end of the day, I'm like, okay, well, you're, like you're hurt. You're, you've been hurt about your body. You've maybe you've been told you're fat and you know, it's not the same where you're just like, Oh, well, that's just, a, that's just a word. It's not an insult. And that's the thing is, you know, like calling people thin isn't seen as 
an insult, but fat is because it's like, oh no, fat is like the worst thing you could be in the world. Yeah. I think, um, I think it's just that notion that people know what healthy is and they know what's not healthy and then they can just look at someone and determine that, mm. which is just unrealistic. And, you know, people's eating disorders, um, there's a lot of stigma about looking a certain way for a specific disorder. So, you know, you can have anorexic people who are fat and you can have, you know, binge eaters that are very thin. And it's just like, there's not one look to something yeah. and that just goes any medical condition for any human. You just don't know what they have access to, you know, what their needs are, what their medical conditions are, um, or just how their body holds weight or how their body has like a natural step, like set weight, you know, mm -hmm. people, they can be naturally fat. Mm -hmm. Like why, you know, so it's not, I don't think it's this direct correlation of thinness and fatness, health and not health, but that's just how so many people see it that, as soon as they see fat, they're like, you're unhealthy and you're promoting obesity and you need to stop. This is going to, you know, this is terrible for the planet and for people. And it's, it's just not, Yeah. you know, like, Hey, everybody like just stop caring about your body. Stop, you know, just sit and don't do anything all day long. Be stagnant, eat whatever you want. Mm -hmm. That's not what it's about. Um, but for people with eating disorders, a lot of like, you know, restrictive mentality leads to, you know you're restricting yourself so you feel the need to have it more because you can't have it and that just feeds more into eating disorders and so to tell people like hey just don't eat these things and stay away from this and then just exercise this much and you know you can't you can't really sustain that for your whole life mm. so it's yeah i think people just have a lot of ideas in their head um a lot of people who aren't actually doctors that feel like they're need to tell us yeah i think there's this there's this strange kind of uh correlation as well uh between you know posting pictures um of uh what would i guess you would say like an underrepresented body type right posting pictures mm -hmm. of that sort um is seen as like encouraging people to like you know oh this is this is a body type and like we we can aspire to this and you know we can accept this as sexy and, and whatever which is part of it but i think that that's where they're kind of getting that idea of like you're encouraging people to you know get fat because it's cool uh it's more just it's more about like the pri i'm i'm guessing the primary kind of reason is to just be like this is me and i accept me and you should accept you it's not about the body type itself it's just self-acceptance right yeah it's just uh, you know about accepting yourself where you're where you're at and i have you know I've, I've been a lot thinner um and i've been not bigger than I am now, but when I was younger, I was, I was definitely a bigger child on and off. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's, it's not about, you know, Hey, like accept this body. It's about, you know, accepting me and whatever body it comes in. So, you know, this body is not going to stay this way forever. It's going to change bodies change. And so to try to fit it into this one standard or this one ideal of like, okay, it needs to be like this and it needs to look like this forever. It's just not, you know, people age and, life happens and it's it's just more about you know being okay with yourself on the inside to where fat people don't trigger you to need to spew hate or you know <laughs> seeing a new on your body doesn't send you into a spiral it's just your body making room for you doing its job it's not the end of the world and i feel like a lot of people you know as soon as they see that their body's changing and it could be coming fat it's like can't do that that's, that's that's the worst thing it could be so i think i'm just trying to like unpack that idea of fat being the worst thing in the world and fat being equivalent to unhealthy or fat being equivalent to unattractive because it's just not true. So it's a, it's a lot, it's a lot to, to, to talk about. Um, but I think 
it's like you said, it's just about loving yourself where you're at and trying to accept yourself where you're at, regardless of what body you're in. Hello, everyone. It's me, Jamie, and I've got an important announcement to make. All right. This podcast is now sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, anyone who's been listening to the podcast for the last however long it's been knows that I've been shouting about this company for years, since day one. One of our first episodes was a counseling session with me and my counselor from BetterHelp. um, And I've been on it for years now probably like coming up to like four years i think maybe five years i've been on it um getting counseling um on a weekly basis and i love it um and yeah it's really it's really nice it's a bit like tinder for therapists you, you put in like your problems <laughs> the things that you want to talk to someone about and then it comes up with all these different counselors who um specialize in that area and you can kind of read a little bio and like read their reviews and stuff and pick which ones for you that's really cool i've gone through like probably probably like 14 counselors in my time on better help for me living in London especially um, I think it's the same for like most major cities out there therapy in person therapy is really expensive Um, this gives you that but you know at the kind of whenever you want to do it it's all online and you can do like you know video voice or text chat um and it's way cheaper than seeing someone in person so um yeah it's actual proper like therapy uh online securely online um yeah i send messages at all at all points in, in the day and night um it's pretty good for that you can also um, mark them as urgent, which is quite nice. I think a lot of people, when they think about online counselling, they kind of think, oh, you know, I'm, I'm, it's like a bit distanced, like you're not completely like fully in touch with your counsellor. But um, I think, you know, with it being online, you're more in touch with them and you can mark messages as urgent if you want like a, a quicker response. So they are sponsoring this podcast now, which is cool, which means we have a discount link. Um, you get 10% off if you go to betterhelp.com forward slash let's talk about sex Jamie there's a link in the bio and yeah love you bye hey peaches hi Jamie how's it going hey peaches feels like I'm saying some weird like pet name for someone I've not quite got used to it yet (laughs) I promise I will but every time I say hey peaches I feel like I'm talking to like I don't know a a child or a cat or something it actually sounds weird for me when so my boyfriend talks to his friends. He still calls me Peaches. Yeah. So they know me as Peaches. So whenever he goes, he goes, um, like says my, like says Peaches to other people. I'm like, why are you calling me that? Like, <laughs> girl, call me my name. Yeah. Then, like, I guess like he, he just likes to have that separate, like I do with my life. There's it's a separation. Like, yeah. Yeah, there's this, um, it is weird, like having sort of like sex worker friends. In fact, to be honest, any friends that have like stage names or like, you know, online names or whatever, it is really weird trying to figure out what the balance is. Or like, even like if you meet someone like we've met through, like I know you as Peaches, and then if we became friends, like how long would that take until the line, you know, something switched where it's like, no, why are you calling me that? That's weird. That's not my actual name. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? It's it's definitely a weird balance to find. For me, it's always um, a thing that, if if we if we are friends then you can call me whatever you like I don't really care um but if I'm in like a public place it's all about safety for me so my night my like sex worker name is so that people don't like it's not a secret I always say things I say to people online like on Instagram and stuff people will be like oh I know your real name and I'm like well done what do you do (laughs) not a secret it's just it's just it's respect isn't it like if you're purchasing a service from someone you 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 are to use that name like 
it's what they want to be called. I do get quite a lot of guys that um, from like school and stuff who have subscribed and then try and and like they'll message me saying hi, like my real name. And then almost like it's a way to sort of prove that they're like a bit closer yeah. to you than yeah, yeah. Um I had a guy actually message me the other day he was like, Hi, you know, um um me and my mum had a talk about you the other day. It's been <laughs> such a long time since I saw you. <laughs> Bearing in mind on OnlyFans, you literally get a username. Yeah. You don't see a picture, you have no idea who this person is. So it can be quite quite unnerving when someone messages yeah. you a bunch of stuff that they know about you yeah and you're like, what the hell where did you get this from why are you speaking to me? why have you subscribed to my only fans to like if we're that close slide into my dms yeah um, exactly yeah yeah if you're actually close then you would recognize them right so if they dm'd you then like, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's ben from school <laughs> yeah like wow oh my god i can't believe i'm seeing this side of you and i'm like yeah this is weird. Stop it now. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that is a strange dynamic. Like they've technically paid to message you telling you to tell you how, how close you are. How close you are. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I get it all the time with, with like, I've had it with ex-boyfriends as well. Um, or like people that I was seeing or something like that. They'll subscribe and then try and make me feel really uncomfortable. And it, I don't right. know if it's trying to make me feel uncomfortable, but it does. And I will straight away be like, Bye. Like, yeah. I'm fucking you because you're being weird. Right. So you mean like you were seeing them before, like, the sex work stuff? Yeah, like... Right, okay. Like, a long... Like, I, I make it sound like I've had a lot of boyfriends. Um, <laughs> Nothing wrong with having lots of boyfriends. It's okay. I've had a shit ton of girlfriends. It's fine. I've had a lot of boyfriends in my <laughs> lifetime. <laughs> um, and there are people that, like, definitely don't know who I am now. You know? Like, yeah. People- my past who have no idea who I, I was a dick at school I was not a very nice girl yeah um so when like I meet people from my past and they're literally like you know they assume that they know who I am it it's almost a bit like you have no idea yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but yeah anyway I'm going off on a tangent on something yeah no it's fine it does kind of um tie into quite nicely what I want to talk about which was what is what was what was your like family's reaction to you being a sex worker so I think initially as like as I first started it I was very hush hush about what I was doing um and then obviously I started making quite a bit of money and questions were asked like where are you getting this (laughs) money from are you okay financially are you getting yourself into debt because if you start buying nice shit and going on holiday and stuff yeah your family's like has she got like 10 credit cards is she okay yeah um so yeah I've, i've kind of i think with my dad i'm still his baby yeah and it's like one of those things where he knows what i do but he doesn't know the full extent and he doesn't want to know okay you know, like, why would you want to have that discussion? Yeah, ignorance is bliss, uh, I guess. Exactly. Yeah. My mum's kind of the same. My mum is, like, she's not by any means a prude. She's actually quite, like, open about things, but not with, like, not about herself. Like, she understands that, like, sex and sex work is a huge part of my life, and I'm very passionate about it. Yeah. 
Um, and and she, if I try and have discussions with her, I can tell when she's uncomfortable and it will just kind of like fizzle out or I'll change okay. the subject. Yeah. Um, my sister, she is, she's, uh, oh my God, don't get the age of your sister wrong. She's <laughs> Um, and she's fiercely loyal, um, with the sense of if someone slates sex workers or is rude about it, she'll get her back up and she'll get her She is very reserved and is the total, total opposite of me. Like we've never had a discussion about sex unless she's had more than one drink. (laughs) She, you know, she's really sweet girl, like, but she's not like that's something that her and our partner it's private for them yeah and she won't discuss it with anyone else not even her friends by the sounds yeah of it. um which is the polar opposite to me i'll talk to anyone and any like yeah come anyone. onto a podcast to talk about it yeah exactly <laughs> so <laughs> um it doesn't doesn't really bother me but i think they all just accept that it's it's me and my mum and dad basically say to me you know you are fully self-sufficient you're independent and we couldn't be more proud of the fact that you support yourself um and and your, and your child um doing what yeah. you do and yeah. as long as you're happy healthy and safe we don't really give a fuck yeah um and that's, that's exactly good. the sort of attitude i will have with with my son um and i think it's a good attitude to have i think you don't need to know the ins and outs you don't have to know you don't want to know but yeah just knowing that enough to know that that person is safe and happy is I think, you know, great. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm very lucky. I know that there are a lot of people out there that strictly would never talk about it um, with their family or friends because yeah. of judgment. And I think that's a real shame. I- yeah. It feels really, it kind of makes me a bit tense when I, when I talk to friends that are doing it and they want to kind of keep it secret um especially from their family it makes me tense up a bit because it just kind of feels like something that well could potentially be a bit of a ticking time bomb you know it's not it's not hard for things to get out or you know it's all on the internet you know and it doesn't take much for you know some like dickhead ex boyfriend to like you know something that they don't they don't deserve you know um and i mean my ex is also in the sex industry um, he does OnlyFans too. He's my son's dad. And we, you know, my mum's aware of, mum and dad are aware of that. Um, and, it, you know, it is, it is something that we have spoken about um, with regards to other people knowing because, you know, people are dickheads. And I have had people being like, I bet your dad's proud of you. <laughs> And I'm like, he is actually. Like, <laughs> yeah, um, I'm fucking rich. He's proud of me. I had someone that was like, um, I'm sure if your dad saw like what you get up to, and I'm like, why would you do that? Yeah. Why would you send someone's dad pictures of them or like videos of them like that? Yeah, that's such a just a mild tangent. But I'm I'm one of those strange people that like to read the comments on porn videos. Uh, and I saw a video months ago that I loved. Like, I was like, this is really good. The girl's really hot. It was really like well done. I'm going to read the comments, see what other people think. And one of the comments was this like paragraph this dude had written that was like, if her dad could see her doing this, like it, oh, he'd be ashamed. Hell. And I was like, what the fuck? Who comes to a porn site? Who One, who's commenting on porn videos? Because that, that's, a, that's a 
strange well, thing. Without that, you wouldn't be getting your kicks, Jamie. No, so. I know. Oh no, I'm very appreciative of it. But uh, yeah, it's it's a, it's a it's an interesting kind of person who does that. And then two, who's like going on some rant about like you know um, her dad being ashamed of her? Like you've watched the video, you're on Pornhub. <laughs> Why are it you commenting? Cracks me up that these, yeah. and it is often men, but we also do get women who are very hateful towards. Yeah. Um, anyone that's remotely out there about their sex life or whatever, you're straight up a whore, a slut, or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I actually welcome those comments. I'm like, fine. Like, what what happened to you? Why do you feel the need to shame me and my life and my life choices? Mm. Like, why do you feel so much resentment for me? Like, I feel like people should looking on themselves when they start to feel things like that. Like I know I do. If I start feeling something hateful towards anyone, I'm like, why am I feeling that way? Yeah. And I think it's a really important <laughs> thing to do in any scenario. If you start feeling negativity towards someone, there's a reason why you're feeling that way. Yeah. And it's either that what they're doing is really wrong um, or you're like, there's something within you that yeah, you're definitely, yeah. about that's causing it's- you to feel that way. Yeah, definitely. It's another tangent for me. Uh, but I, I had uh, anger management counseling years ago. And the one thing that stuck with me, that stuck with me, that stuck with me. Yeah, that's one right. Thing, the one thing that stuck with me. <laughs> the one thing that I remember from that was um, that I, they, they basically taught me that um, anger is a secondary emotion. There's, there's mm-hmm. nothing sort of natural about anger. You know, being scared of something is natural. Uh, being sad about something is natural. But being angry is always triggered by something else. Um, you know, it can be triggered by you being sad or you feeling vulnerable or, you know, scared that that triggers anger. Um, so, yeah, that kind of taught me that every time I'm angry, you have to stop. And just like what you said, you have to you know, think about why am I angry? What's making me feel like this? Because it's always caused by something else. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, tying that back into this, like, yeah, if someone's got resentment or hate or any sort of like ill feelings towards someone else expressing themselves or being open with themselves, yeah. it's a bit of a weird thing to to be annoyed at. Um, it, so yeah, it really is. I do, I do find on 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 Instagram and stuff. I'm fairly lucky. Like I don't really get an awful lot of hate or like comments about what I do. But that's also probably because I'm not allowed to bloody talk about it. Yeah. Um, but I mean, even on my pictures and stuff, I I rarely get negative comments. And if I do, it's usually about my tattoos, which is weird. Um, Wait, is in they don't like your tattoos? Yeah, or like saying, I had one person comment the other day saying two out of 10 tattoos, zero imagination put input. And I'm like, he was like, they look like they're straight out of a catalogue. And the only thing that rang true to that was the fact that he mentioned a catalogue. I was like, who reads catalogues? So <laughs> you know? yeah. Where would you, yeah. <laughs> would you find a catalogue of tattoos? Yeah. Just yeah. yeah, that's, I was like, how old are you? <laughs> really showing your age right now yeah Nigel from Somerset with your- <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if his, his name is Nigel from Somerset but he that sounds was like a Nigel he sounds yeah like a Nigel. it sounds like a Nigel yeah. 
<laughs> but also that just so it's another it's the same as the Pornhub commenters. Like he he's probably had to go out of his way to find you on Instagram. He follows me. Or like yeah, <laughs> of course he does. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? He subscribes like... to OnlyFans. Like just he wants to make sure that they're crap tattoos. You know, he wants to see them from all angles. That's all. Yeah, and I mean he likes all the pe- pictures beforehand. It, it was obviously just this one really triggered him somehow. So. Yeah, oh, <laughs> but I do. Yeah, it does crack me up with things like that. Um, in everyone's got an opinion, haven't they? Like everyone, and it's. I, I'd be lying if I said that sometimes they don't affect me, but the only time they do get to me really is when that person doesn't really know me. Yeah. Um. And and like groups an opinion on on my work and and obviously has a negative opinion of of my work and then makes me a bad person because of it. Um. Like. I often get that I'm like a boyfriend stealer and shit like that. And I'm like, what? Right. Yeah. Like, I could just about like cope with one boyfriend, let alone yours. <laughs> let alone yours. <laughs> yeah. So it was, <laughs> it's just, yeah, you get quite a lot of negative comments, but like, I'm very lucky. Like I said, that my parents are very chill. Um, and, you know, they, I, there are times when I do go off on a tangent about something in a fairly public place and my mum is like, um, you know, can you stop talking? Yeah. <laughs> they'll give me this look like, okay, yeah. we're in a public place. We know that you have no boundaries and no filter, yeah. but everyone else in this room really does. <laughs> um, but yeah, I really struggle sometimes with, with uh, knowing when I feel like I have no social filter when it comes to sex. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely, I'm definitely also a victim of that. Um, And yeah, uh, you should just start a podcast about sex. That's what you should do (laughs) because you get it. Well, it is in talks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we'll see what happens. This space. Watch this space. (laughs) What are you afraid of? All right, that's all we have time for today. Thank you so much for listening. It really, really means a lot to me that you have gone out your way to come and listen to me talk to people about their sex stories. <laughs> um, if you like what we're doing, go check us a follow on Let's Talk About Sex Jamie on Instagram. Uh, tell your friends about us, leave a review on iTunes, all that stuff that people with podcasts say at the end, basically. Um, yeah, it really means a lot that you listen and hope to see you next week. Love you, bye. <laughs>